So this episode, episode nine of A Picture of God, is going to consist of a lot of housekeeping. Basically, we're going to cover some of maybe the misconceptions and misunderstandings one might have as they start this journey of being a Christian, being a follower of Christ and surrendering their life to him. And like most housekeeping, it's necessary, but it's not always super exciting. So with that being said, bear with us as we go through some of the things you need to know when it comes to growing as a Christian. Okay, let's get into it. A question that many people have when they first enter the faith is, is this God of love watching my every move and every behavior? And if I mess up, is he ready to throw me into hell? It's a really, really good question. And I wanna take a moment to answer it. The answer is yes and no. First, the yes. There is no place you or I can go where God is not watching. This is according to Psalms 139.8. In fact, he is recording in books everything that happens here on earth, and we will be judged by what's written in those books. That's according to Daniel 7, 9, and 10, also in Revelation 20:12. Now, the no is, the fact that the Bible says that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ and who walk according to the Holy Spirit. That's in Romans 8, 1 and 2. Which means that when the book is opened and your name and deeds show up, Jesus, the judge, looks at the book and sees that you are forgiven for all of your sins. Better yet, he doesn't even see your sin, but sees instead his own righteousness in the place of your unrighteousness. I'm not making this up. You can find this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. It's pretty incredible. This is the good news of the gospel. When we are in Christ and Christ is in us, God doesn't see our sinfulness. He sees Christ's righteousness instead. Christ's righteousness literally covers our sins. Once again, pretty incredible. Now, another question. Does that mean that we should go on sinning because we have been forgiven? The answer to that is absolutely not. I mean, think about it. Do you go around cheating on your spouse after you get married? Do you quit showing up at your job after you get the job? No, you live in the new life given to you in Jesus. Although, yes, the lure of the old life and the old sinful ways may remain, yet still, no matter who you are, your station in life, your level of wealth, your gender, your race, your ethnicity, your class, or your caste, when you accept Jesus, then you have become adopted into the greatest kingdom in the universe. You are a child of God. So it's important for you to act like it. Why would you ever go back to a life of doomed peasantry? 
Now, I can hear you saying, well, that's great, but Christians still get hurt and die like everyone else. If I'm royalty and a child of God, why would that happen to me? Well, once again, another excellent question to answer. So here's the thing. Because we haven't received all of our inheritance yet, the inheritance that we get from being a son or daughter of God, according to Ephesians 1, 11 through 14, which includes eternal life with God in a world without suffering, sin, and death, that's Revelation 21, 1 through 4, we will receive that inheritance when Jesus returns, an event known as the second coming. Until then, we face many of the bad things of the world, including death. We also at times struggle with our old ways. Being saved is an act of God alone, where the only thing you can do is choose to accept salvation. Growing into the character of Christ is a daily choice that you have to make. But here's the reality. We, Christians, sons and daughters of God, we also at times struggle with our old ways. And that's to be expected. Being saved is an act of God alone, where the only thing you can do is choose to accept salvation. Growing into the character of Christ is a daily choice that you make to surrender your life to Christ and to allow him to help you shape your decisions, actions, and desires. You can't do it on your own. That's the point. You have to rely on him. Surrender to him. Your faith and his grace has a transforming power upon your life. With this mindset, and it is a mindset, you will forever be growing closer to God and your life will reflect his image. But what happens after you accept Jesus but still mess up? Well, welcome to the club. All Christians do. But remember, sin is not an act. It is a way of life. Sin is lawlessness, according to 1 John 3, 4. Living in the spirit of Christ is a new way to be human. It is completely forsaking lawlessness and exchanging it for Christ's righteousness. In other words, just because you quote unquote mess up doesn't mean you are back to being a sinner, consumed by fleshly lusts, pursuing sinfulness, which reigns over you. There's a great verse in the Bible that kind of touches on this. First John 2, 1, it says, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Just come to God and confess what you did. And yes, because of Jesus, he has already forgiven you. It's that simple. If you wrong someone, make it right with that person. You don't need to be rebaptized every time you make a mistake. Just confess what you did and then don't do it again. When we first give our lives to God, we make major changes because we become different people. But God has more to reveal to us about our character, which he helps us change and develop. We have to walk with him and allow him to help us. And as we go, Christ will reveal information to us as we are able to handle it and he changes us as we follow him. So don't be too hard on yourself. Christ was the only person who ever lived who never sinned. He is the perfect model, so we don't have to be. 
We can rely on him. Yet, when you look around at the church, you will see that not everyone is at the same spiritual place. Every person's knowledge and understanding might be different. Every person's self-control might be different. People might have different levels of patience. So Jesus tells us not to condemn others because we can't know where they are at spiritually. We look at everyone like a child of God that's in the kingdom, not like a bunch of sinners. Once again, we don't condemn. In summary, Jesus tells a story about a man who plants wheat and watches it grow bountifully. Later, his servants say, hey, there are a bunch of weeds growing in and around the wheat. They ask the owner of the field if he wants them to go pull up the weeds. He then tells them, an enemy has done this. Don't pull up the weeds until the harvest. For in pulling up the weeds, you might pull up some wheat too. You can read the whole story in Matthew 13, 24 through 43. But basically following this illustration, Jesus says that the wheat and the weeds represent people who grow together until the end. It is not for you to distinguish between the wheat and the weeds. God will separate them at Christ's second coming. Your job as a Christian, as someone who is surrendered to Christ, is to live, to live by faith. And as you live with your Christian community, you are to treat everybody like wheat. In today's age, God has a faithful remnant. They are depicted in the Bible like this. People who keep the commandments of God and have faith like Jesus. Revelation 12, 17. You too can be a part of this remnant. It will simply require making Christ the Lord and Savior of your life by surrendering to him and living your life baptized by the Holy Spirit and focus on growing daily with Christ. More on this in the next episode of A Picture of God. Thank you.